Welcome to the LDS Mental Health Podcast. This is a podcast for faithful women who want healing in their relationships, guidance from God, and internal peace. Each week, you'll hear mental health concepts taught through a spiritual lens from me, a licensed clinical mental health counselor, to help you start thinking in a higher and holier way. Welcome. On this episode, we will discuss three things that are destroying your spiritual habits. Each time I talk to women who are struggling in some way with their spiritual habits, I found at least one of these three things I want to talk about today are happening. So, Now, when I talk about spiritual habits, what I'm talking about are things like reading your scriptures, saying your prayers, or going to the temple. And no, I know that there are more, many more spiritual habits than those three. But today, I want to show you three things that are destroying those specific spiritual habits, just to kind of illustrate what I'm talking about. But all of the things I talk about today can also affect other spiritual habits than these three. So I'm going to do a little compare and contrast situation to show you what it looks like and sounds like when these three things are present in your life and when they aren't. So let's dive in and start with the first thing that's destroying your spiritual habits. It is turning your spiritual habits into a checklist. I know I was so excited when Sister Corden brought this topic up in conference recently because it's been a passion of mine for a while. Here's what she said. She said, there is a power in making these holy habits less of a checklist and more of a witness. The process will be gradual, but will grow with daily active participation and purposeful experience with Christ. As we consistently act on his teaching, we gain a testimony of him. We build a relationship with him and our heavenly father, and we begin to become like them. I love that. There is power in not creating a checklist with your spiritual habits, and it will take time to change out of that mentality if you're there, right? But if you do go from treating your spiritual habits like a checklist and then turn to treating your spiritual habits more like a relationship as a relationship building tool, then you will become more like them. So let's do a little compare and contrast so you can tell the difference between the two and you know when you need to make that shift. So first of all, if you're reading your scriptures like a checklist, it's going to feel like you're just going through the motions. You might find yourself setting a time limit to read. And if you can't read for that amount of time, you'll feel like a failure. Also, as you're reading, you will find yourself just reading words on a page and not really taking much in. And the contrast of that would be reading to get to know God in your life. The intent is to receive from them what you need for your day with no strict guidelines, just openness and willingness. And second, if you're going to the temple as a checklist, you'll start having thoughts around meeting a quota. Like if you go a certain number of times, you'll be okay. But the problem with this is you'll never feel like you achieved enough. And that's the problem with treating things like a checklist is you start to feel like there's this like moving par and as quick as you get things off your list, more things appear on your checklist. 
If you're attending the temple to build a relationship with God, you'll just feel this deep gratitude and reverence for him who sacrificed for us each time you go, no matter the amount of times you attend. And finally, if you're saying your prayers as a checklist, you will notice that they will become repetitive. You'll find yourself saying the same things over and over without even thinking about what you really need. You are saying the prayer for the sake of saying the prayer, rather than really taking the time to think about what God has done for you that day and where God can help you. And this is more of a conversation, not a reporting session. No relationship was ever built by just reporting and not listening or actively wanting to engage in a meaningful conversation. Okay, hopefully that compare and contrast showed you how treating those spiritual habits as a checklist are destroying them for you. Now, let's talk about another thing that is destroying your spiritual habits, and that's allowing the adversary to create good noise in your life. Sister Corden also talked about this in her recent talk. She said the adversary creates so much noise that it can be difficult to hear the Lord's voice. And I think for faithful women, this noise can often be good noise, which makes it even more confusing. The adversary wants to keep you busy doing all the things, good things, you know, at that. The noise that the adversary is creating in your life are all good things. The problem is they aren't necessarily where God wants you to be. By creating noise of all these good things that you need to be involved in, then you forget to use the most powerful source on the planet, the Savior. The adversary will keep you whirling about in what you think is in the name of Christ being busy because you're doing good. But this is a detriment to your spiritual habits. And I want to show you how. So, First of all, trying to read the scriptures through good noise will feel like you don't need to read the scriptures at all because you're involved in so many other good things in your life. And you'll find yourself really neglecting them little by little, more and more. And pretty soon, you're so distanced from the scriptures that you wonder how it even happened. If you aren't riled up in that good noise that Satan is creating, you'll realize that reading the scriptures is how you gain your strength for your day. The scriptures are how you're able to accomplish all the good God wants you to accomplish. They become your source of strength you can't live without rather than something that seems to be in the way of other good things. Secondly, if you're going to the temple through the good noise, you'll feel like you're always thinking of the next good thing on your list that needs to be done. You'll feel unfocused in the temple and leaving feeling more drained than when you went in. In contrast, if you're outside of the, all of that noise the adversary is creating, you're going to feel a strength come when you enter and serve in the temple. You'll recognize what power you get from them being there and desire to attend more often for that strength. And finally, saying your prayers through the good noise will be non-existent. You won't rely on prayer because you're too busy to stop and ask God for help. You'll feel like these are all things God wants you to be doing, so you won't stop to ask for help. 
You'll just plow through and forget God is there to help you with all your checklist. And in contrast to that, getting out of the noise of good, the adversary swirls around you, will be a clear recognition that saying your prayers is for strength. You'll begin to recognize that you need Christ's strength when you are busy doing what God wants you to do. And I love what Elder uh, Uchtdorf taught about this. He said, I believe the Savior, Jesus Christ, would want you to see, feel, and know that he is your strength, that with his help, there are no limits to what you can accomplish. So when you can get out of that noise of the adversary is creating around you, you'll see, feel, and know that. All right, now let's talk about the third thing that can destroy your spiritual habits, and that is looking through a secular lens instead of a spiritual lens. And Elder Kevin Pearson addressed this in this past conference as well. He said, carnal security is seeking for and trusting in worldly things instead of Christ. In other words, looking through a secular lens instead of a spiritual lens. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about what that looks like with those three spiritual habits so that you can see which lens you're looking through. All right. So reading the scriptures through a secular lens would sound like putting scriptures like lower on the priority list, like saying, I have to do all of the, get all these other things done first, and then I can read my scriptures. And the secular lens has you looking at only earthly results. Looking at the scriptures through a spiritual lens will have you seeing them, the long-term effects, and moving them back up that priority list. Going to the temple through a secular lens versus a spiritual lens reminded me of a quote I heard at church recently. And this isn't exactly quoted in the scriptures, but it's a concept pulled out of many scriptures. Um, The quote was, the world says, show me and I'll trust you. And God says, trust me and I'll show you. So going to the temple, trusting that God will provide is a very different than saying, show me what you can do and then I'll obey. It takes the really takes faith out of the equation. A secular lens says there must be certainty to act and faith says there must be uncertainty to act. So going to the temple is an act of faith and seeing how the secular lens can keep you from doing the vital things in your life, right? All right, saying your prayers through a secular lens will sound like praying to change the will of God, telling God what really needs to happen, and praying for only that outcome. Praying through a spiritual lens will be a prayer for help with God's will. Not asking God to change his will, but to help you carry out his will. And you know what? There's actually one common thread in all three of these destructive things that are destroying your spiritual habits, and that's the natural man. The natural man is the one that creates a secular lens, causes you to go through the motions of a checklist and through that checklist of items rather than a greater purpose and creates that noise in your life. The natural man inside of each of us is the doorway for Satan to do his work on our thoughts. King Benjamin talked about this in the Book of Mormon. He said, but this much I can tell you, watch yourselves and your thoughts and your words and your deeds and observe the commandments of God and continue in 
in the faith, continue it in the faith of our Lord, even unto the end of our lives. When you can watch what the natural man is doing to your thoughts, you can learn to recognize and become aware of what is happening. And then you can use tools to return to Christ where your perspective is very different. And I've developed specific mental health tools that help you put off the natural man so you can return to Christ. I help you learn which thoughts the natural man is using against you and destroying your spiritual habits that give you so much power in your life. And I teach you these mental health skills in my Removing Roadblocks to Revelation group coaching program. If you would like to be notified when that program opens up so you can learn these skills, just click the link in my show notes and you can get on the wait list today. Thank you for listening to the LDS Mental Health Podcast. I hope you were able to find ways of healing, guidance, and peace. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend who would love to start thinking in a higher and holier way as well. Or hit that follow button so you don't miss out on any episodes. Also, check out the links in my show notes for other episodes you might like and links for other mental health resources on my website.